0: God has a calling for each and every single one of us. God gave me a certain type of genetics. Bodybuilding is all about... Ronnie
1: Coleman is arguably the best bodybuilder of all time, having won the Mr. Olympia title for eight
2: consecutive years. Even though his bodybuilding championships are behind him, he's making more money now than he ever has in the past. From his multi-million dollar income, bodybuilding businesses, and full rags to riches story, that's definitely going to inspire you to hit the gym, make some money, and also subscribe. But first, a quick
1: thank you to our sponsor, NetSuite. Ronnie Coleman has an amazing business, although the start of every amazing business comes with a strong foundation. And a strong foundation does not include complicated spreadsheets and countless different softwares. If you want to help restructure your business but you don't know where to start, just remember these 3 numbers from our sponsor NetSuite. That would be 36025 and 1. 36,000 because over 36,000 companies have already upgraded to NetSuite and stopped wasting time on things like manual data entry and sifting through scattered data. 25 because NetSuite has spent 25 years helping businesses drive down their costs. And one because NetSuite is an all-in-one solution that allows you to manage all of your KPIs, your key performance indicators, with one efficient system. NetSuite will help prevent all the busy work that comes with scaling up your business. And even if you're not looking to scale, NetSuite helps you cut down on mistakes with manual data entry. So get a full picture of your business and start making better decisions faster. And right now, you can download NetSuite's Popular KPIs Checklist for free at netsuite.com slash iced. Again, that's netsuite.com slash iced to get a free checklist on Popular KPIs. netsuite.com slash iced. And again, it's free you may as well do it because it costs you nothing. So enjoy. Thank you so much. And now let's get back to the episode. Thank you so much. Oh, no problem. It's an honor. It really, really is. Really an honor. Watching your videos when I was just getting into the gym was so inspirational for me. I think it was really you and Jay Cutler. For me, it was <laughs> yeah. just like watching you guys lift. The dedication was insane. It just it got me hyped up to go to the gym. It was inspiration for me to want to work out.
0: Well, me and Jay Cutler had some pretty good battles over the years, so... Jay was one of the reasons why I was so hyped up in the gym a lot of times. Really? (laughs) So I couldn't imagine what he probably could have done for some other people if he did that for me. I can't believe it.
1: (laughs) I'm sure you've said this a million times, but just for people who aren't familiar with you and your story, at what age did you get into bodybuilding?
0: The bodybuilding itself, I think I was like 26. I started working out when I was 12, though, you know, as a kid uh, growing up in a small town. Everywhere I went, people always asked me if I worked out when I was about 10 years old. And this went on for a very long time. By the time I got like 12, I'm like, man, I wonder what I look like if I really started working out. At 12? Yeah, but- yeah this, this was after everywhere I went, people asked me, you work out? You can't kind be of big. Did you work out? You can't kind be of big. Like, no, I don't work out. How, how big were you at 12? I'm just big. How big what, were you? At 10, you mean? At 10, yeah. I, mean, I was bigger than the regular... Like, uh, you have muscles and everything? I had muscles, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty muscular at 10. What about, like, height-wise? I look like I worked out all the time. No. I'll just say that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is that just pure I genetics? Like, yeah, exactly. It's pure genetics. Yeah, I get it from my mom for the most part. Cause she was pretty muscular, too. Our whole entire life. So at the age of twelve, I mean, after hearing all this, do I work out for so long? I'm like, man, I wanna. What I look like if I actually started working out? And I got tired of saying no. (laughs) (laughs) So I just started working out when I got, you know, twelve years old, and I kind of fell in love with it when I got to like almost thirteen. And uh, when I was thirteen, some of the guys. In high school, said, "Man, you pretty really big guy. You when you come to high school. We don't want you to be on our powerlifting team. Like, oh man, I can't wait till I get to the high school so I can get on this powerlifting <laughs> team so I can really, you know, you know, find out how to really work out because I didn't really know too much at the at about at, at the time I was doing. You know, when I started, you know, I didn't look in no magazines and that." Uh, yeah. I just did, you know, what I thought you should be doing, you know, for to build muscle, which wasn't too much of nothing, yeah. <laughs> more no, no more than what, probably like curls and overhead uh, presses and stuff like that. But once I got to the uh, high school and uh, learned how to do powerlifting, that's when I really fell in love with working out big time. At twelve, though, where did you go to work out? Was it like at a
1: gym, or was yeah. it like a?
0: We had a little gym at uh at the school. <laughs> really, <laughs> it wasn't much. It just yeah. you know a few dumbbells, a few bars. It, it wasn't like you know we had these machines. <laughs> yeah, it was just a few dumbbells and a few bars, and that was it. It was it was nothing. Actually, I had probably more than what they had at school when I went out and bought this hundred ten pound uh, concrete weight set from Walmart. I had, I had more weights when I bought that from Walmart than we had at school.
1: Hmm. <laughs> I didn't even realize they had concrete and then, weights. Uh, <laughs>
0: in, the, in the backyard, me and my friends, you know, we used to work out just about every day. We'd be back there squatting, <laughs> doing curls and stuff like that. This was like when I was like 13, you know.
2: How did you learn to enjoy working out? Because for me, I've been working out now, I would say inconsistently for like three years, consistently for about a year, Mm -hmm. and still even today, I have kind of a love-hate relationship with it. A lot of the times I really don't wanna work out, I don't wanna go to the gym, I feel exhausted. Sometimes I really enjoy it, but how do you learn to enjoy it at 12 years old, where I feel like most people just wanna go out, hang out with their friends, play kickball and have fun?
0: I don't think it was too much really about enjoying it. It was more, I was uh, curious how how it would look If I started working out, it was more of that. But, you know, as I got into it and learned more, I started falling in love with it, especially when I got to high school and got on the powerlifting team and started doing contests and stuff. I really, you know, everybody got their thing that, you know, we'll put on this earth for. And I I believe, you know, God gave me a certain type of genetics to uh, display on a level that wasn't meant to be, uh unseen by the masses for the most part it was like a hobby for me for the most part
2: and that initial spark of love you would say came from powerlifting yeah, and competing yeah, yeah
0: learning how to work out properly and and work out to, properly yeah work out properly and how to you know get stronger you know because you know the cute the older you are the more stronger you want to be <laughs> yeah. so i learned about a lot how to become stronger how to, you know, become bigger and stuff like that.
1: Now, how much more like a
0: curiosity thing than anything.
1: Hmm. Was there ever a competitive element in the beginning for you of just, like, I want to be stronger than that guy? Or was it more for yourself of, like, if I could lift <sighs> myself, you know, outlifted a month ago, then that's a win?
0: No, I, I would say it was more of a competitive thing because, since you know, I was competing. Once I got to high school, I was competing against other, you know, schools for the most part. I don't really know who all was in those meets, because some of those <laughs> guys looked pretty old to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they were like, like like, the local meet in that town. I don't think they said only high school people can join. You, you had to be a certain age. I don't think they did it off that. They just said whoever showed up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and wanted to compete could compete. Because uh, some of those guys were pretty big and – Real strong. Now, back then, what did you think you wanted to do for a living? Back then, I wanted to play football for a living because I played football in junior high, high school, college. And uh, I remember talking to some of the scouts from the pros, and they would come to the school I was at all the time. And, you know, the guys that were, that looked, you know, that played real well were the guys that they let uh, do trials with the scouts, Mm -hmm. and I, you know, I was one of those guys that, you know, did the trials and everything, and uh, I was supposed, at least I thought I was going to get drafted (laughs) at the end of the year, at least that's what the guy was telling me, one of the scouts was telling me, he's looking at me to get drafted, but when that didn't happen, of course, you know, since I had a degree, and I did pretty good in school, I figured I'd just uh, go down another path. Why don't you think you got picked? Why don't I think? To be honest with you, after I look at it, I I, I see that uh God had a uh, another path for me to go down. Sure, had this certain path that He wanted me to go down. You know, we're not uh, asked to be here. Uh, none of us asked to be here. We all put here, and God has a calling, pretty much for uh, at least I think He does. Each and every single one of us, yeah. most of us, have either a career or a calling, you know, that we're going to, you know, a career path that we're going to go down, a, a path of, of a calling that we're going to go down. And uh, for me, I think the reason why I didn't, because in our pre-chosen, you know, that calling path for me to go down. Mm-hmm. Because I can still remember to this day, uh, me going on a lot of those interviews that I went on. Because I, I got my degree in accounting, and I graduated at the top of my class. I graduated cum laude. I just knew I was going to get a job in accounting. I went on probably maybe 100 or so interviews and got turned down by all of them. <laughs> I kind of knew then uh yeah after after a while I, I knew at least it's like this is the universe telling me <laughs> I
1: this is not the path to go down <laughs> Exactly How do you shift from that to then becoming a police well, officer? Hold on, that I'm curious.
2: Or, on. How I, did you I, get how easily. did you get turned
0: down when you graduated <laughs> cum laude? Yeah. Like I was saying earlier just <laughs> God's God, plan. God, God had a plan for, for me to, uh, you know, do something else.
1: Was there ever a reason why they tell you that, uh, like, we're not going to hire you? Like, too yeah. qualified. Your grades yeah. were too yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Could it be that they <laughs> see your stature and just, like, maybe you don't fit the mold of, like, what an account. Like, I imagine account like a scrawny kind of like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah, I don't know. Glasses. And like. <laughs> yeah, I guess they knew, too, that, you know. <laughs> God, tell, God telling them, they got something else playing for you. <laughs> don't hire him.
2: I got a <laughs> random yeah. tangential question. For those that maybe haven't figured out God's plan for Mm. them yet or their course or direction that they should be going in life, the reason why they were put here, Mm. how do you recommend they go and they find that? Or how do they know that the right path that they're on right now is the designated path?
0: For me, it was pretty easy. Whatever it is that you are so in love with that you think is a hobby and that you think you probably can't get paid for. That you have so much fun doing it. They said if you, if I have passion for something, you never really work a day in your life. If it's something like that, that's probably what you uh, chosen. uh, You you were put here to, to do. That's probably your calling or your. Your career path that you know God has chosen for you.
1: I completely agree with that. For me, that's been both <laughs> being a real estate agent and YouTube. I would have worked for free, and I did for quite some time. I just loved it. Exactly. It's all I wanted to do. Mine the fact was, that it makes money. Mine, is...
0: mine was working for the police department and uh, doing bodybuilding. Yeah, I, I would. I actually did work at the police department for free. Yeah. <laughs> when I, you know, when I uh, won the Olympia my third time winning, you know, I had to quit give it up because <laughs> I was so busy. Uh, going on so many trips and doing so many appearances that I didn't have time to really do police work, and uh, you can say I did bodybuilding for free too because when I was amateur, <laughs> you don't get paid nothing. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I was amateur for a little while there.
1: Now, how do you make the switch from wanting to be in accounting to police work? Yeah, that
0: was pretty easy for me. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I remember all those interviews I went on and never got hired? There's only so so long you can. I have a dream of getting hired by somebody, and to you you know just decide, hey, this ain't gonna work, <laughs> I gotta find something else that was uh you know that i I think I might enjoy. I still remember to this day every time I got the newspaper, <laughs> it was always time for a police officer. It was like no experience needed, you know. Most of the time, <laughs> you know, most of the time, you, when I went on those accounting up. jobs, they always <laughs> like you got to have these two years experience, five years experience. But the police job was always no experience needed. And I got to thinking, man, that that sound like me back then. <laughs> Ain't got no experience, and they they got these big old ads, but right in uh, classified, and I'm like. I think that ad is calling me, <laughs> so I think I'm going to answer that one. Now, don't you have to go through Police Academy? Exactly. And then
1: what was that like for you? How was long was that? Fun. A few months? It was three months. Okay.
0: It was three months at the uh, at it was a college called uh, TCJC, Tarrant County Junior College. And then I had another three months at uh, the people that hired me. They had their own academy. And uh, after that, that's when you hit the streets. It's
2: only yeah. six months of training to become a police officer. Yeah, that's Did you all. need a bachelor's degree as well?
0: No, nope. no, you don't have to have a bachelor's degree. Is, all is you it need s- is a high school diploma. But the department I had hired on that you had to have a, a four year degree. Mm. If you didn't have a four year degree, they wouldn't hire you. Although before we go into that, as I'm sure you've
1: seen, our online information is spreading everywhere. And unfortunately, there are some data broker websites out there that take your information, sell it, and sometimes nefarious people get a hold of it. Clearly, this sort of stuff is on the rise, and as a part of the younger generation, we know when an email or website looks sketchy. what about our parents? Their information gets gathered and then sold on data broker websites, which then often go to scammers who could create personalized
2: messages to try to scam them with. Delete.me is a software that hunts down your private information that's exposed online and eliminates it from those annoying data broker websites. Plus, Delete.me will continue to remove your data every three months, helping safeguard your privacy year round. And they even offer
1: package deals, so you could protect your own information while helping your parents or even kids who are
2: getting online at an increasingly early Age. So take control of your and your loved one's personal information and regain peace of mind through today's sponsor, Delete Me. Check out joindeletemecom slash
1: ICH20 or use promo code ICH20 to get an exclusive 20% off all consumer plans.
2: Again, that's code ICH20 at joindelete.me.com.
1: Protect yourself and stay private with Delete Me. And now, with that said, let's get back to the episode.
2: I'm just curious, uh, how were the physical challenges of, like, getting to be a policeman? Did you have to go through a physical examination or some course or something, like climb a wall or maybe, like, bench a plate?
0: I think they made us run a mile and a half. Then we had this obstacle course we had to go through. It was, like, three walls. One was, like, four foot high. One was, like, five foot high. And the last one was, like, Seven foot high, you had to get over all three of those. And then go do some other stuff, you know, like push ups or sit ups or something. And
2: how was that for you? Was it just like a walk in the park? Walk in the park. <laughs> <laughs> You're like that's a normal workout half. for you every morning. A anyway. mile, mile and a half. I ran a mile and a half, half back then <laughs> in,
0: in like five minutes. You know, Gosh. <laughs> that was nothing for me.
1: Now I hear you also have to be tasered and pepper sprayed. Is that
0: true? That's not true. That's not true. You didn't no. get pepper sprayed or tasered. No, <laughs> I didn't shoot myself my own gun either. <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I I figured that those things would work for me, <laughs> just by looking at what they did yeah. to people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow! So but it was volunteer. Yeah. It was it was kind of like a voluntary thing. If you it. wanted to get pepper sprayed or tasered, you could.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you that's said all you no. had to say to
0: me, is, <laughs> "It's volunteer." And nope, no thank you. <laughs> After I saw what it did to other people, I don't want. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to see that happen to me. <laughs> Not oh like gosh. that. Not uh, after I saw what they went through. Do you remember what the pay was like back then when you started working as a police officer? Yeah, it was pretty good. We made about it was back in eighty eight. I hired on eighty nine. We made about forty five thousand a year. That's fantastic. Yeah. So it was almost like
1: about a hundred like grand a year. Fifteen today. an hour, or something
0: like that. Ten or uh, twelve an hour. And I know we part time job, we made twenty an hour. So it, it was pretty good money. And then you had the part-time job where you can make, like, 20 an hour, and it was all cash at the end of the night. Really? I had three of those jobs. Worked at Denny's. I worked at a, at a booth store. Uh, and then uh, I worked at my apartment complex. What were you doing Free at rent. the apartment? <laughs> Free rent. Uh,
1: just Did tell you me really? to turn the music down. Really? So you're one of the managers or, like, one of the the property, like, on-site one, like, property like managers? Like
0: on-site security. Like- you know, I had to lock up the pools. Tell people to get out, you know. And then, and uh, somebody complained about loud music. They would all always call you and tell them to go over there and tell people to turn the music down and stuff like that. And they listen to you, right? Oh, of course, oh, they, they do. have. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a choice, man. <laughs> if they knew it was good for them, they would listen to <laughs> how
1: did you get that situation? Of how did you get free rent like that?
0: How oh, they you? always put ads up at, at the police department saying that you know we hired, we need a security officer, or something like that. Oh,
2: that's smart.
0: Mm-hmm. No, they you know they had one person that was over all that stuff and they would uh, go out and get people to do that kind of work. Yeah.
1: Would you say you've always been good with your money? Because it seems like wanting to go into accounting, like <laughs> yeah, you're I've very numbers been, person. Yeah, I've
0: always been real good with my, my money. Yeah. Like I, you know, I, I already have a retirement in place that I collect, I think this year and next year. And then at 62, Social Security. So yeah. that's like three. I heard you even worked at Domino's because you'd yeah, be able well, to eat I, for free yeah, too. yeah. Yeah, that job came along because I needed a job because I had a car note coming up. Back when I graduated uh, college, they had this thing called a college degree program at the dealerships. They would let anybody that had a college degree come in and buy a car. (laughs) The only thing was they would delay your car note for three months. So I didn't have a job of course when I went in <laughs> and and bought this car and uh that third month was a coming up oh, no. and I'm like damn I ain't got a job <laughs> my car know to do next month so I'm like I mm, got to take the first thing that came along come along and Domino's pizza was the first thing that come along so I took that job <laughs> so I, would, I could pay my car note. How much pizza did you eat, though? Every single day. Really? <laughs> Every day, as much as I could. Was that? Did you find that was that good? Was, that was dinner. Was that good for working out? No, that was, it was good like... for finance, okay. I couldn't afford a uh, regular, for, you know, dinner, to buy dinner. That's how I, who I was back in those days. You know, I ate yeah. pizza for dinner. And then I got tired of eating pizza after a while, and... Kentucky Fried Chicken was next door to me, and I'm like, <laughs> I wanted they tired of eating chicken like I'm tired of eating pizza. Let me call them and ask them. Yeah. And that's what I did, and they're like, yeah, you want to trade? They're like, yeah. So I would trade them no fried chicken for pizza. Then I got tired of eating fried chicken. Well, Burger King was next door to them. No <laughs> way. So I just started calling everybody, just trading food.
2: So it was still free, that's, everything you were eating. Yeah, that's yeah, free. smart. Was free, yeah.
0: free food, free rent. What was, the, what was the car you bought? It was a Pontiac Sunbird. Okay. 87. And how long did you keep that car for? I kept that car for four years. Oh, wow. And delivered pizza in it and everything.
2: <laughs> Were you not concerned about like the macros of the pizza? I didn't, and I didn't know chicken. what that was. <laughs> no, but you, weren't you working out very...
0: Powerlifting. I, I, yeah. I had abs all the time, you know, no matter what I ate. Mm. I, I was in... Pretty good condition, no matter what I ate. And back in those di- days, I didn't know what diet was. So I ate a lot of fried chicken, a lot of hamburgers, and a lot of pizza. <laughs> and I was still in pretty good condition. So genetics are uh, pretty, pretty good there. And then at what point did you start taking
1: your diet seriously? When I started bodybuilding. And that was at age 26. Six. Yeah. That's when I started taking it serious,
0: yeah.
1: Tell us a story about the guy who told you to get into bodybuilding. I found that really interesting. Oh, Brian? Yeah.
0: Well, I showed up on a call one day with another officer and he was like, Man, where you work out at? I'm like, dude, I'm working out at the station where it's free. (laughs) It's like, oh man, you ain't no weights in there for you. I'm like, dude, you're right. It really ain't the most I could put on the bench press was three fifteen. And I think back in them days I was benching like four or something. He's like, man, you all come to this gym. Metroflex, you know, they got a lot of weights in there. I'm like, okay. So the next day, I go to the gym, and the owner Brian is like, "Man, I had 22 inch arms back there, on mus, all muscle." Brian's like, "Man, you big, big guy, you you uh compete?" I'm like, "No, dude, <laughs> I've never competed a day in my life, and I uh don't want to compete either." And he's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Well, I heard those dudes number one, they have to diet, and uh." I don't want to do no diet because I'm used to eating, you know, hamburgers, Mm. pizza, and uh, sloppy joes, stuff like that. (laughs) And then uh, I also heard that they had to take steroids. You know, me being a police officer, I can't do none of that Mm. kind of stuff. He's like, "Oh, you, you, you would not do none of that with with the most you got." I'm like, "Nah, that's okay. I don't, I don't, I don't want (laughs) bodybuilding. No, thank you." Second day I come in, he's still laughing like, "Dude, man, you." You should really get his bodybuilding thing uh Sean, he's like, you you could be world champion, you could be Mr. Olympia. I'm like, no, nah, dude, <laughs> I already told you. <laughs> I'm not really interested interest, uh interested in it. And he's like, okay, what the third day, he's still on me. <laughs> and I'm still turning him down. <laughs> so the fourth day, he's like, I tell you, I, I know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm gonna give him an ultimatum that he can't refuse before well, the fourth day I come in there, he's like, dude, he's like, I-, I really think you can do real good at this bodybuilding stuff. He's like, i tell you what. He said, i give you a free membership to the gym. If you compete in this show coming up in, like, four months, he's like, I- I'll teach you how to train as a bodybuilder. I'll teach you how to diet. I'll teach you how to pull. i teach you everything you need to know. And you can work out in this gym for free. Now is <laughs> it. I'm like, dude, you should lay with that. <laughs> 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 and uh, he did. He taught me how to train as a bodybuilder, you know, because it's totally different than what I was doing. (laughs) And he taught me how to pose, just go to this guy's house like two or three times a week and have these two-hour posing sessions. And he taught me how to diet, you know, how to, you know, eat (laughs) five, six meals a day because I'm used to eating like three, four real big meals. (laughs) So it seems like throughout
1: your life, free has been something that's gotten your attention. Where do you think (sighs) that started?
0: When I was Real young, yeah. <laughs> and I was poor. <laughs> uh, every time somebody said something about free, and <laughs> and I was uh, didn't one. have the money <laughs> to pay for it, uh, uh. didn't want use the money to pay for it. You had my attention. <laughs> 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 you mentioned free. You you pretty much got me. Oh gosh!
1: So when you applied for the first bodybuilding competition, how much work goes into that? What's the cost of that? Because I'd imagine it would get very expensive. For the amount of food that you would be eating and for the amount of training and just like all the attention that you're putting on yourself.
0: That's why I had those other jobs. I say I worked at Denny's every Friday and Saturday night and sometimes I work at Western Warehouse at a Booth Store on 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 my on my days off, yeah. you know. And then I work for my apartment complex. And uh those three jobs, almost four. <laughs> you yeah. got a police department, <laughs> they helped me out They helped me out a lot. 'Cause like I said, you know. Diet food was real expensive, you know, all the stuff you had to buy. And then uh, supplements, Brian pretty much gave me mm. for free. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, had, to tit- I had, <laughs> had to pay. And it was a lot because at least like every two or three months, you know, what, I'd have to have all these aminos, these proteins, multivitamins, minerals, all this new stuff they was coming out with, vanadyl sulfate and all these new things that they had on the market that, you know, helped put on muscle back in those days. Mm-hmm. Brian gave me all that for free. And uh it helped out a whole lot. You must have been yeah.
2: saving a lot of money, though, because you had multiple different s- sources of income.
0: I wasn't right? saving a dime. Oh. So, no <laughs> I rent? I was spending every dime I got. Back into your on my head. On my body. Because the chicken, chicken was expensive, but you had to eat half chicken breast turkey was, was expensive you had had turkey breast and uh you had to eat five six times a day you know So you was constantly buying a lot of chicken a lot of turkey me i was eating fish back then so it was a lot of fish you know it was a lot of food a lot of rice a lot of potatoes you know you was constantly buying all this healthy food and it was real expensive and uh, I had a car note. <laughs> car <laughs> <I had> insurance. <laughs> How much do you think you were spending back then? Oh, man. I was spending, see, I was making, I was spending at least probably a good extra $10,000 just on food. Alone. Really? Yeah. But once I started eating six times a day and eating more, because I used to eat, <laughs> I didn't know at the time, I used to eat like ten. 12 ounces of food, you know, a tur- well, and it was like <clears throat> steak, chicken, turkey. And then I had this nutritionist. like, dude, you you ain't eating enough. I'm like, what? He's like, you gotta, if you want to get bigger, you gotta eat more. I'm like, how much more? He was like, at least four or five ounces more than what you're eating. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. And uh, he was right. As soon as I started, went from like, ten ounces to 16 ounces yeah. that's when I start putting on size really but it was so hard to eat that much food and then i didn't have enough time in the day cuz i was working full time so what i had to, I, what i had to do is get up in the middle of the night <sighs> eat and go back to bed <laughs> so yeah. I, I you know i slept you know like 6 hours a day i would i would wake up at, i'd go to bed at like 4 cuz i was up you know and once i got out from work i was up doing cardio and you know still trying to get all my my rest of the stuff I had to do for the day. So I'll go to bed from like 4 and I wake up at 7. I would eat from 7 to 8 and wake up at 8 and uh do my I mean work up I sleep from 8 to 11. So yeah. it's 7 to 8 eat then 8 to 11 sleep and wake up at 11 to uh do cardio eat and work out and then go to work. Why do cardio and then eat? It
1: seems like the two would kind of cancel each other out.
0: Well, see you did cardio on an empty stomach cause that's when your body is in this real high state of burning calories, mm. kind of like a catabolic state. So you want to do your cardio as soon as you wake up. Hmm. I, I, like I had a, me right beside my bed. Oh, really? <laughs> i get out of bed and get right on it every morning. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: I'm curious if the interrupted sleep could adversely affect your
0: gains. No, no none whatsoever. I did it for every last Olympia that I won. So, so that, 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 yeah. To be honest with you, that's when I started winning, when I, when I started doing that.
2: But I heard that sleep is one of the most crucial parts of getting gains and recovering and letting your muscles like get back to where they
0: were. That's why I got a good 6 hours of sleep in every single day. See, by the time, you know, I lay down, I was I was snoring like 3 <laughs> minutes later. <laughs> every single time I went to sleep, I even when I woke up and went back to bed, I was snoring 3 minutes later. Really? Yeah.
2: Three hours of REM sleep, it's just knockout yeah. right it's into the deepest right in. state. Yeah.
1: Yep. So you naturally seem to function perfectly off of six, six hours, hours of sleep. sleep. Yeah. I need eight.
0: So no. like nine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was I was born lucky in it. I only needed six, and that's all I was able to yeah. get to because, <laughs> like I said, I had. A lot of stuff to do throughout yeah. the day.
2: Did you end up buying your chicken and poultry and stuff like that from just a normal grocery store? Or did you find a different place where you could source the food for a discount because you're buying so much of it?
0: I would try to, you know, give it like a discount, you know, if I bought so much. So, uh, <laughs> I would go to the store and like, hey man, <laughs> I'd get like 20 pounds of, you know, steak uh, and give it at a discount because back then it was like it was like almost twenty dollars a pound. Mm. And he's like, "Yeah, I, I cut you a little, so like I can give you for to you like fifteen a pound. You if you bought like 20, 20 pounds at once, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> Same thing with chicken, you know. Yeah, so that's what I did. <laughs> I bought a lot at once. Best thing about it is my mom cooked all my food, mm. so it was kind of like I was on a diet, but the food was so good. She was so such a good chef. That it didn't seem like I was eating diet food. She was the best cook I ever known to this day.
2: I was under the understanding that if you're a bodybuilder and you eat the same foods over and over and over again, eating food is more so treated like a chore and a responsibility than it is something that you can get enjoyment from, because it's just like exactly. it's work.
0: <laughs> so, so you eat, you eat, you eating for survival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So you don't really care about the taste a whole lot, but taste is pretty good because it makes you want to do it.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: But uh, like I said, my mom was like the best cook ever. I mean, I I, I didn't really know I was on I I couldn't really tell I was on a diet. And I would play these games with myself, like you know, for potatoes, instead of eating just a regular baked potato, I would get a crinkle cutter and cut it up, to make it look like a french fry, Mm. and I would put it in the oven, and uh, when, by, after about an hour of being in there, it kind of looked like a french fry. It was golden brown, you know. So I'm like, okay, I'm eating french fries now. <laughs> and people actually thought I was eating french fries too. How do you eat french fries on the diet? That's uh, a secret.
1: <laughs> now, at what point, though, did you realize that working out and eating healthy wasn't enough if you wanted to win Mr. Olympia? That was easy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, when I didn't place well. <laughs> and um it was it was a while before I once I turned pro that, you know, I started placing a little bit better. When I was an amateur, of course I mm-hmm. won just about every show I entered, you know. Yeah. But once I turned pro, it was a while. See, I turned pro in ninety one, entered my first pro at ninety two, I won my first show in ninety five, so it's ninety two. Three, four like three years yeah. almost it took me to And win. what were
1: the biggest differences? Because I heard you say that you walked, you were talking to another bodybuilder who said, here's what I'm on. And if you want to get to my size, this is what I recommend. Why would they just give away their secrets? Because it seems to me like this would be a very closely guarded thing that people wouldn't want to explain what they're on, uh, you know, any enhancements that they're doing, because they wouldn't
0: want someone else to compete. Oh, you make a very valid point there. Uh, I guess the guys, you know, that I grew up with, you know, to be honest with you, I guess they figured that, Hey, everybody's body is different and, uh, everybody's body is going to respond differently to different things. And then just because I'm telling you this don't necessarily mean that you're going to do it, you know? Mm. <laughs> yeah. So there's, you know, it, it all depends on the person, Everybody gonna make a decision about what they are willing to do and not do. Yeah. So, uh, and then you know you gotta look at it too that the guy that you're giving the information to, even mm-hmm. though you're gonna be up there on stage with them, it's not like you're making the decision about who, wh- where everybody's going to place. You know, they have yeah. judges that's gonna really make the final decision about how everybody places and everything. So I guess that's just the way most of them looked at it. Because yeah. a guy named Flex Wheeler, he taught me a whole lot. And uh, had it not been for some of the things that he taught me, uh, I really probably wouldn't have done as – well, I know for a fact I wouldn't have done as good as I did. Yep. And uh, then, then again, too <laughs> – God has a plan for each and every single one of us. You know, yeah. it's something I've always believed. That something is meant to happen, and it's uh, God's plan for it to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. You know, regardless of where that information comes from, I believe that you know certain things that are destined to happen are going to happen regardless. Yeah. Eventually, you know. I agree with that. One way or another.
2: Was there a specific moment that you can point to where you realize not only are you obviously like a pro bodybuilder and you're really successful, but at an elite level, like in the top 10 or something where it's like it's a serious uh, accomplishment, like a, something elite rather than like because you, you grew up your entire life. People were complimenting you, saying you had a great physique, saying you yeah. should compete. But that's a big difference from like, like, you know, Ronnie Coleman.
0: Like I said, that passion you know, you have about doing certain things. you never really working a day in your life. You know, I was having so much fun doing what I was doing. I didn't really look at it like that. You know, of course, you know, the competitive side of you wants to do the very best you can. Or let me say, competitive side of you wants to win every show you in. you know. But the realistic side of you is like, well... Some things are not possible. So you got to kind of like to take the good with the bad. If you're doing something you really, truly love doing. And uh, bodybuilding was something that I truly loved doing and look forward to doing each each and every single day. Working for the police department was something that I enjoyed doing and look forward to doing each and every single day. A lot of people used to ask me all the time, man, how do you do? How do you work a full time job and do this bodybuilding thing? There's no way I could work a job and do bodybuilding. I'm like, yeah, that's 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 a pretty good question, but you know, I look forward to you know doing my job. Look forward to going uh, to to work at the police department. You know, you know when I have to go, and uh, those are things that I love doing. So. If there's a will, there's always a way, and I made a way, and then I have people like would, act, would ask me like, so how do you do it? I said, well, goes back to that saying that there's a will, there's a way. So <clears throat> I figured uh, if I could work in the same area that I lived in, I can always go home and eat a meal because you like I said when I was at work. I had to eat two meals at work. Because I worked in the same area area that I lived in, it only took me 15 minutes <laughs> to eat <Yeah>. a meal. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, you're real hungry when it's time to eat. And when you're real hungry, it don't take long to put down some food. And I'm only eating, like, chicken and rice, and that's it, you know. And <laughs> uh, it don't take uh, 10 minutes, top, for me to eat that. We get two fifteen 15-minute breaks, if time allows, and a 45-minute lunch break at my job, if time allows. But yeah. so there were times that, you know, I'd be eating my lunch. Dispatcher's like, I need you to <laughs> clear that lunch and take this call. Okay. <laughs> so I had to clear, you know, in the middle of taking that bite, you had to clear lunch and go answer a call. You don't get that, you know, get a lunch break that day.
2: Now, I know that you were a police officer very far into your bodybuilding career. So you're a huge guy showing up and, mm-hmm. and you know, breaking up fights or yeah. showing up on the scene and stuff like that. I'm guessing that in and of itself disarmed any potential threats. You know, some guys acting violent, you show up and he's just like, you know what? Yeah. Quit it. I'm and so never sorry. Mind. Yeah. Put, put the handcuffs on. Exactly. Just don't touch me.
0: Yeah. They said mere presence of, of the uni- uniform itself. <laughs> is a, um, you know, creates pre- peace. But when you, Three hundred and twenty pounds, and you show up in that uniform—it's <laughs> <laughs> instant instant peace. Yeah, instant. Peace. <laughs> was that so was that the case with? Up. Did so?
1: Did other officers notice this? That when you would show up, people behave, oh, yeah, of but when they they're did. there, they kind of yeah, like misbehave.
2: Of they did. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I feel
2: like that would make so much more sense for officers well, that was, to get that was ripped. A,
0: yeah, there were a lot of officers that were smaller than me that had fights, especially the girls. They had fights all the time. My whole 15 year career, I, not, I I didn't have not one fight, not one, not fight. one. And I'm every day, I'm like, okay, this is gonna be the day. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted <a> getting <laughs> excited. Yeah, I'm getting excited. Every day I get to work, I'm like, this is gonna be the day. <laughs> I have somebody, an ignorant person, to, you know, uh, challenge me or something. Yeah. Nope, I, they won the day. Uh, who would do that? They, they nobody, be an nobody, idiot. Never, yeah. nobody, <laughs> never did it. I'm like, oh <laughs> man.
2: It's not a coincidence. It's obviously not a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, But I feel like yeah. that would be great for the police departments to now enforce in some capacity. Like, mm. hey, you have to be really strong and maintain your, your peak physical profile uh, so you can disarm certain situations and not yeah, have to like you just know, intimidation in just you a show yeah a
0: lot of this stuff is against the law though you know yeah yeah you can't do that Jack. yeah. <laughs> i just say. i mean it's, it would make sense if we're it trying to protect make a lot of and sense. serve yeah Oh, just know? think is you know it'd probably be a lot of peace in this world well, i think that's yeah. why yeah. bouncers of are, are often like the, me yeah all the bouncers <laughs> that you see outside
1: of the like the best clubs they're all like six foot four and ripped yeah
2: they're not gonna hire a guy in front of the club you know, what's funny is I heard that you, you know, you never got into a fight. You're 15 years in the police department. Never. But you did get into Look a fight to working Denny's, right? Mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> I sure How did. What was that
0: guy thinking? He didn't see me. Or he, he wasn't thinking, he, No, right? he, he had his back turned to me. And uh, say he was walking out the door, actually getting ready to walk out. And I was, he never, he never saw me. He was drunk, of course, you know, first of all. He, he never saw me just sitting there. And uh, he getting ready to walk out the door, and I'm like, "Hey, guy, I need you to calm down." And of course, <laughs> he didn't see me. He all he heard was a voice, and he's like, "Whatever." So, I went and uh, grabbed him by the arm, and he pulled away. And that was the biggest mistake he ever made in his whole life, was I tried to break his arm <laughs> and his leg. <laughs> <laughs> and his legs. And his and his face. And uh when uh when I finished with him, he was bleeding from the mouth, nose, and uh he had trouble with his arm. And uh matter of fact he uh he complained, he wrote a letter and complained on me, filed police brutality against me. But when I was uh, in college, I was sports yeah. editor, so I was real good at writing, and I took every technique that they taught me at the police department, and I used it in my my narrative. Yeah. So you know, <coughs> uh, to to tell you know why I did what I did. Mm-hmm. And because you know I, I was a good, pretty good sports editor and and a pretty good writer, you know, for the newspaper, college newspaper, they uh wanted they actually used my uh, narrative narrative that I wrote, my rebuttal that I wrote, you know, when this guy tried to say, you know, <clears throat> you know, I used excessive force. <laughs> And uh, they used my uh, narrative, my, my narrative to train the, the really? recruits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. I really that good because yeah. I remember, you know, everything that I was taught, you know, when I was uh, when I was sports editor. And uh, so, needless to say, that went nowhere. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, I'm curious. Then, after winning the first Olympia. How much do you make from something like that? Like, what changes financially when that happens? are are people throwing deals your way? Is there like a, a cash prize? I've always been curious about that.
0: The biggest thing I got from winning the Olympia was the endorsement. Oh, the prize money for winning the Olympia—$100,000—that's nothing. <laughs> you know, I did use my use that to pay off my house, but uh. the big money came from endorsements. You know. Other stuff that I did, like I had a supplement contract, you know, uh clothing contract. I had a uh, shoe contract. <laughs> so all the money, all the real money come from endorsement. Yeah.
1: Do you remember back then how much that was combined?
0: It was pretty close to a million dollars. Yeah. Back in what year was this? 2000? Well, I won my yeah. first Olympia in 98. Okay. Yeah, and of course you know, <laughs> I was I was I had a, I had quite a few endorsements though, That's, and then yeah. you know I had a, personal appearances I was doing you know, so it was it was it was it was it was in the millions. Do you know.
1: remember what you spent the money on?
0: Were you were you frugal
1: after that point because you always come I, from?
0: I, I I I saved a lot and put in in, in retirement. Like I said, you know. I'll be uh, getting a retirement check. Uh, I think at the end of this year, uh, and from one of those, and and when I turn sixty next year, I get my police mm-hmm. retirement, and then uh, you know Social Security. I put a, I put money into to, I put a lot of money into to that also. So I'll uh, I'll be pretty pretty much set for for life, you know. <laughs> now.
1: now- At what point then, after winning, did people start recognizing you when you would walk in as a police officer and they would say, Wait a second, are you Ronnie? Is that you? I've seen you. And then they just like, they put down what they were stealing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, everybody was doing stories on me. Uh, CNN was doing stories, the local news channel, all of them. You know, I did so much with so many different news stations, paper. Back then, you know, they had a lot of magazine stuff. You know, I did a lot of magazine. I did uh, a lot of radio. I did a lot of radio. So back then, you know, I I became known for that. You know, you do talk shows like Jay Leno and uh, Montel. Even Roseanne had a show I did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, I I was pretty popular, you know. And still am today. You yeah, know? I think I'm more popular now than I was because of social media. Social yeah. media, you know, they didn't have that when I was coming up. You know, but because of the social media thing, I'm more popular today with the younger crowd than yeah. I am. Like I was just in a store <laughs> uh, right before I came here when we was at Chipotle getting. <laughs> I mean, I think this kid had to be no more than. Eight years old. Like, I I saw you on a TikTok. On TikTok? <laughs> yeah. You know, I got to take a picture. <laughs> I get that a lot, though. And then, uh, like, when I was I was just recently in uh, Italy, and most of the kids that came up to me were like junior high and high school. So uh, I think uh, one of the people that was there asked the kid, How do you know him? And they're like, Yeah, we're some of them. TikTok, or we saw him <laughs> on YouTube, or something, you know. Yeah. So and I, so I say because of you know social media, I'm a lot more, like, three times more known than I was back then. So do you say then you're making more money now than you were? Way when? more. <laughs> <laughs> really. Way, way more now than I did back then.
1: Do you mind sharing how much you were making when you were winning Olympia multiple times in a row?
0: A little over a million, you know, when I was winning the Olympia. And, you know, now I make millions from different sources, you yeah. know, like the YouTube. I got my own supplement company yeah. and I have a clothing endorsement, you know. But it's mostly uh, from social social media. For you doing social media, does, does that mind.
1: feel like work, or is this something that you would do for free, like the other things, but you just happen to make money off of it?
0: it it's something I would do for free. Yeah. <laughs> so just, yeah, I mean, what am I doing? Just talking about stuff. Uh, <laughs> Basically, just, just signing, talking about this. <laughs> yeah. Something. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's, uh, that's not work. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it in a
1: video that you said. I think it was a documentary where you said you'd go to work, and most people would say, you know, another uh, another day, another dollar. But you said another day, another quarter.
0: Another day, another quarter. Yeah, exactly. Because of how much money you were making in bodybuilding. Yeah, go compared work. to working with police department. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you, do,
1: why, I know you say you enjoyed it so much. That's but why I did it. <laughs> just
0: because you enjoyed it. Just because I enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, for me, it was uh, like an escape from it also. Yeah. You know, it, it allowed me not to think about it and that. Uh, have it on my mind all the time, you know, just worrying about that yeah. one thing. The, you know, when somebody's out to try to kill you, you, you know, you got a lot more to worry about than uh, when your next meal or when your next workout.
1: Yeah. And when did you decide to make the shift into social media, and and why? Because it seems like you were at a point where it's like you could do anything in the world. You don't need to do anything for money anymore. You I mean a, it was
0: kinda like one of those things that that was evident or obvious, you know. Uh there was the thing that everybody was doing, you know. So because everybody's doing it it's only naturally natural for you to do it too. You know. Yeah. I never forget uh, <laughs> when uh what was that uh Instagram came out. You know, they already had Facebook and some other ones. And Probably MySpace like, before that. Man, you need to sign up for this Instagram thing. I'm like, no, I, I got enough on my yeah. plate to be worried about her. Instagram. <laughs> She's like, well, I won't sign you up for it myself. And just because she did that, you know, I'm I'm where I'm at today because of that. You know. She decided she was going to sign me up for it anyway <laughs> if I wasn't going to sign it because I really wasn't going to sign up for it because I'm like, you know, I got enough, you know. I am got email. that I can barely keep up with this Facebook thing. I can barely keep up with Why do I want to, you know, <laughs> add to what I don't have enough time yeah. for anyway? But, uh, you know, it came obvious after a while that if uh, you really want to monetize – your work, <laughs> and make the most you can, this is the way to do it. Yeah. And it is so easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure everything so easy. is easy.
1: It's got to be easy compared to what you were going through. Yeah, bodybuilding.
0: Growing up, uh, I had some pretty hard jobs. This one job I had in Louisiana. It was called chopping cotton. It, but it's not what you think. Yeah. When they first told me it was going to be chopping cotton, I'm thinking, okay, I got to go out there and, and chop the cotton. Yeah. No, you gotta go out there and you gotta chop the grass from around the cotton so it don't, so the machine, well, when it comes along and picks it, you know, they had machines by the time. Right. <laughs> when the machine comes along and pick it, it don't pick up the grass too. Mm-hmm. That was the hardest job ever because you out there from six in the morning until 12 noon. They will not let you work p- past that because you will die. You will really? literally. Die, no matter how much water you drinking cuz uh you know have you ever seen cotton the way they plant it or mm-hmm. well, it's like i think the it's about a mile long yeah th- the rows of it it's about a mile long you so you had to walk from one end all the way down to the other end and you bent over and you ch- and the sun there's no shade nowhere mm the only way for cotton to grow it has to be sun, no shade. And so all the fields are out there. And in Louisiana, you think 108, well, I forget, we in California. I I live in Texas. Yeah, yeah, right. It's 108 every day. We're in Vegas, so it's about the the same. But you guys have humidity, right? Yeah, it's different. The humidity in Texas is not as bad as it is in Louisiana. Sure. It's like a hundred percent every single day. It actually feels like you are in a stove really? working yeah. inside of it every single day. That's how hot it was out there. But, of course, after a while, you kind of get used to it, too, because I'll never forget the time I left, you know, uh, Louisiana and moved to Texas it was about maybe three years before I came back. And when I came back and I hit Louisiana, I I stepped out of the car and that heat hit me. I'm like, wow. I never knew how hot it was, how how, how humid it was out here until now. Because it's like I stepped out of my car and stepped into an oven. That's how hot it is in Louisiana where I'm from. The humidity in yeah. Texas is nothing compared to. So that then movie. that raised the threshold for what you consider difficult. It's like you compare it yeah, to that. Yeah, that. Yeah, and that was another job <laughs> I worked. We had a jackhammer, <clears throat> and uh, they had they had these uh, paper mills, and for some reason or another, they would use as, asbestos or something because you know. They are working with all these chemicals, and so they have to have everything insulated in these paper mills. That job we were literally had on a suit the whole time we were working, full hazard suit, breathing oxygen with this jackhammer, just eight hours a day. Yeah. That's the hard. That's that's hard work. Uh, chopping cotton. That's the hardest work ever. Nothing's harder than that. And you think those social yeah. media? I I would consider that work.
1: <laughs> see, I think social media could be more of a mentally taxing thing because, at least for me, I'm always thinking about it. Like my oh, mind yeah? never <laughs> shuts off. Every waking moment is thinking YouTube titles, thumbnails, strategy, trends,
0: nonstop. Well, see, I got but things it's I more can like a physical to, Yeah. I got jobs I can I can compare social media to uh, growing up in Louisiana. Yeah. You know, that was one job I had uh, working in a restaurant. Uh, Washing dishes (laughs) for eight hours. Um, I've had some pretty good jobs, pretty bad jobs. Yeah. Pretty bad jobs.
2: Why did you stay at the Cotton Place? Like, what was the motivation of staying there if it was the most grueling labor you've ever had? They
0: paid you real good. For that. Yeah, Yeah, if minimum wage was... A dollar an hour, they paid you like $4 an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you uh, like, oh, okay, yeah, sign me up for that job. That <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, and, and they did. They paid you real good. But it was hard. It was the hardest work I've ever okay. done. Do you think that helped build character for where you are today? For the most part, <clears throat> I'll say it like this. I've always <clears throat> enjoyed money for some reason or another. I've always found a way to make it. I think I started my first job when I was like eight years old. I would uh, sweep the parking lot of the neighborhood grocery store, and then I would mop inside, and then I would stock drinks. They paid me a quarter a day. And back then, you know, this yeah. 70s, <laughs> right. that was a lot of money because you could buy a lot with a quarter. You could buy a Snickers, <laughs> soda was a nickel. You could buy a soda. Yeah. Cookies, oh man, it went a long ways. I
1: remember my my grandpa would tell me all the things that he could buy with a nickel. <laughs> exactly. And this was that's back in like the, to do. yeah, it's back in like the 1930s. But he would say you go to the candy store with a nickel and you'd be able to buy whatever you wanted. Like yeah. you get like bags of candy for a nickel. yeah. That's where that's
0: where a quarter was for me. Yeah, yeah. So that was a lot and. I've always worked. You know, I had jobs where I would mow yards, knock on people's doors. You need your yard mowed? Yeah. I I did that for a long time. In Louisiana, they had pecan trees everywhere. I would always just go to a tree and just throw a stick up there and and knock as many down as I could. (laughs) And they would buy them from you at the liquor store. Yeah, So I did that job and then Coke bottles. Recycling? <laughs> well, you yeah. we can call it that. <laughs> yeah. They give you like a, a nickel for, for if you, you took the Coke bottle, most of the grocery stores did that. You brought them in there. Yeah. So I, I, oh man, there's so many ways I can make money. And so many ways I did make money. Yeah. At one time when I was in high school, I had three jobs. I was working the clock for the intramural games. I was working at that store. Uh, you know, stocking the drinks and everything, clean up, and I worked at a restaurant. Uh, went washing dishes and you know cleaning tables and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I had three jobs that I was doing at one time and in what, high school. What were you spending the money on? Are we just saving it? I was spending the money You're on spending clothes. Spending clothes, <laughs> come on, man! No. <laughs> I, I wasn't saving <laughs> nothing. I was spending every nickel or dime I made on either clothes. Of food. i i've always eaten a, ate a lot yeah. i've always eaten a lot so i was always eating and i you know i didn't depend on my mom for yeah. you know these things you know uh, i i was kind of like a indep- <laughs> independent contractor as a kid <laughs> i pretty much made my own money because i didn't want to buy the shoes that you know she would buy for us. yeah I didn't want to wear the clothes that she would buy for us. I bought my own, you know.
1: Did any part of you want to save that, though, just knowing that, like, hey, you didn't grow up from money, so you should save more of it? Or were you just like, I'll just make more?
0: I didn't really have a reason to save back then. Because, like I said, I had needs of my own. Like like I said, I didn't want to buy. I didn't want to wear what she wanted to buy me. So I bought my own stuff. And I made my own money. And like I said, I ate. A lot back then, a whole lot. I've always eaten a whole lot my whole entire life.
2: So, where did this intensity and wantingness to work and push yourself and excel and everything that you did? Because you said you graduated cum laude, you applied to a hundred jobs, you were an intense lifter ever since you were like 12 years old. You've continued not only to excel but also to have this this crazy high level of dedication and focus towards every single thing that you do in life. And Where does this come from? Was it something that was instilled to you by your parents? Or was it just like, you think it's an innate thing?
0: You were born with it? It was something that I was born with. Mm-hmm. I was always trying to be the best at everything that I it was that I did. I was always challenging myself to be the best at everything it was that I did. Because being the best, um, the rewards were greater, (laughs) you know. And uh, I always challenged myself at everything that I did, everything. Even if I was, you know, playing a pickup game of cards, (laughs) checkers, chess, anything, I was always challenging myself to be the best at everything that I did. Same thing in in college, Like, like, like you were saying, you know, if I wasn't the smartest guy in every class I went to, I would always study with the smartest guy. Like who's who's in here? Who in here in this class is smarter than me? Most most of the time I was the smartest. Sometimes I wouldn't. So I'm like, okay, if I learn from him, I can be, you know, like him. Yeah. And 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 I've always challenged myself like that. everything I've always did. Not like like you said, it's kinda of like that inalability that I was kind of like born with why do you feel like you had to push yourself to
1: be the best all the time
0: because like i said it's that that uh, is that feeling the, uh you know the rewards get basically yeah what are the, the rewards? rewards are so much better well see if i'm if i would uh, this morning you know at something you know it was always uh, a challenge thing to me. You know, saying to myself, hey, "I I I accomplished this," and so it's kind of like a personal vendetta I have within myself, for the most part. If you're not the best at something, you can always become better. There's always a way that you can either outwork somebody or outthink them, and uh, that's kind of the way like the way I looked at bodybuilding. You know, when I first got into it, I wasn't that good because I really didn't know that much. I figured that, you know, if I could do things that certain people won't do, uh, I can be just as good as they are. Was it difficult for you transitioning out
1: of professional bodybuilding, knowing that, like, this is the one thing that you were, like, the best in the world at many years in a row? And and then mm-hmm. not
0: doing that was that like it's got to be a huge shock. Yeah, in a way it was because you know you entering in entering into a different field, something that you don't know a lot about. Yeah. But it was the same way with bodybuilding. You know, I didn't know a, a lot about that, and eventually I, I learned. You know, and like I said, uh, if you're not the smartest, you can always learn from somebody mm-hmm. who he is. And uh, that's pretty much how I look, looked upon life, my whole entire life.
3: Are you
1: taking the same approach now with social media? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I take the same approach with just about everything I do. Yeah, uh, I figure <clears throat> if there's a will and there's a way. And with me, there's always a will. You've done,
1: you've done some really interesting collaborations recently. I love the video with Jesse James West. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of fun. <laughs>
1: yeah. And um, I was sent some of your breakdowns in terms of the businesses that you run. And it's, it's surprising to me because everything is so separate. And everything is like it, it stands on its own leg from your YouTube and Facebook earnings over a million a year. Appearances three hundred thousand dollars a year, so a lot how,
0: of appearances. <laughs> how how often are you doing appearances? Man, there lot. was times that I would leave my house for three months. See, it's three hundred sixty-five days in a year, right? So yeah. out of those three hundred sixty-five days, I was gone three hundred days.
2: Just how, doing you, appearances, just or
0: doing appearances.
1: How do you manage? Because my thought is that like that's one of the least earning parts of your business, but it takes, it seemingly takes the most amount of time. Is that worth it to you? Or is it more so about you getting in front of fans and, well, and the just, face-to-face just interactions? See it like
0: this. If it wasn't worth it, I wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> so it was definitely worth it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah.
1: But then we also have apparel, $2 million a year. Coleman Athletics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sponsorship deals, another one and a half. And this is the one that I was telling Jack that I was <laughs> shocked about. $750,000 a year doing Cameo.
0: <laughs> I am blown. Uh, I didn't even I mean, know you could make that much money. That's crazy. That is. Uh, I, I have about <laughs> so cool. Oh, I my have, God. I have about 10 of those things holding right now. I was, no. I was doing them up in my room you before serious? I came down here. Yeah. How many do you get per day? <laughs> oh, man. Sometimes I can get 10. A day? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how
0: much are they for per cameo?
1: 300 300?
2: Yeah, that's amazing. No, <laughs> that is ten <laughs> of them. Amazing. It is so though. wow. So I'm on. So I'm
0: on cameo. It don't, I think, it don't take that long to do it. You know, how long oh. does it take? To say happy birthday or happy anniversary. <laughs> so I'm on cameo. What advice do you have for me?
1: Mine is one seventy five for a cameo, and I maybe get one a week.
0: Oh man. Maybe, uh-huh.
1: but I don't push it. Do you? Do you like? Advertise the cameo all the time, or or
0: people just find it because it's they like they just find it. I don't advertise it at all. Imagine what you could do if you advertised. it Yeah, though. I know. It, well, now that we're I, talking I about, it, people are keep see up it. with it because <laughs> I'm also on memo too, which is the same thing as cameo. <laughs> yeah, so you know. Oh uh, yeah, if I advertise, I wouldn't be able to keep up with it for sure. <laughs>
1: That's incredible. Ten. Yeah, a, I can't a believe day. that. I mean 750. Do you just years. you must grow desensitizing? If I'm getting ten a day, I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I would be uh, ecstatic. Like yeah.
0: There's a wheel, there's a way. <laughs> uh,
1: then we got live signings another three hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, and then hosting bodybuilding shows three fifty. And this is what I find really interesting is your supplement company that's projected to do $30 million in revenue this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You should have saw what we started out at though. So tell us (laughs) how this uh, is our our 12th year, I think 13th year. When when did you start
1: doing supplements and what, what prompted you to get into that? How do you design it? How do you make that?
0: Well, see, I started with supplements, uh, back in 1994. I think I got my first contract. I was with two or three different other companies. Mm And uh, I saw the the profit they were making. I'm like, man, <laughs> if I'm making them this kind of money, what kind of money can I make myself yeah. if I got into it? And that's how I got into it. And how were those first few years for your supplement company? Extremely tough. Like mm. I said, those were the years I was gone 300 days because I had so many appearances to do. And, you know, I was... Yeah. You know, my, my supplement business is probably 80% international and 20% domestic. Really? Yeah, because we started the company internationally. We didn't even do domestic for some years.
2: Why did you choose to the only open it? The
0: building is way more popular international than in what countries? And just about anywhere. And really? Any, anywhere else in the world. I've gone to places like India and filled. The whole entire mall with people. The whole why do you think mall. that is? Do Brazil, think- is the same thing. The whole entire mall. You look and you see all these levels yeah. of people. It's kind of mind blowing. I I have pictures of some of it, but yeah, I probably couldn't find them if I tried. But uh it's so like I was this one time I was in uh Bulgaria and I was with the president uh opening tournament opening gym yeah you know i i don't think i've even met a president here in the united states but in another country i can be with one i've met in several different countries i've met the president of the country (laughs) and hung out with him that's wild (laughs) why is it so much bigger internationally than here in the United States. Because internationally, they don't have any bodybuilders. Really? They really and truly don't. The, all the great bodybuilders come from the United States. You know, they every, every, every now and then, you know, like uh, Mr. Olympia now uh, is a guy from Iran. You know, before that, the uh, other only other Mr. Olympia that I can think of right now that was from another country. If I thought back, far enough, I'd probably think of another one. But Dorian Yates, he won six from England. But you know, after that, I can't think of any other guy that won the Olympia. Mm. Because, but of course, you know, there are other bodybuilders in these countries, but they're just not, you know, on the same level that we are. It's like God's like, come on. Yeah. But all the great bodybuilders in America. <laughs> why? I don't know. But that seems like that's the way it is. So that's why we launched our company in uh, Spain. Really? In 2011.
2: Do you think part of that has to do with the unhealthy diet culture in America and how we're a very obese yeah. country? <laughs> and, and people kind just generally don't care so much about that. And in other areas like... you know people Mm -hmm. i don't know they're healthier i
1: I think that has a lot to do with it (laughs) i saw something on twitter earlier today that was comparing the average meal for a middle school student in the united states versus that of a middle school student in france and the differences were astounding i mean the americans had all the fried food processed food Mm -hmm. the italians were eating like salads grapes carrots like a chicken breast or like fish It's like you don't have that. That, that seriously, there's a
2: thing of salmon on a plate. That's funny. Of like I mean, the average. To even just think that, like someone middle school is having fish. And for then, a then you yes. can see
0: how, how how many obese people there are in these other countries too. You know, like yeah. China. I mean, um, I, I can name a whole bunch. You know, <laughs> countries. You know, compared to the U.S., how many obese people there are. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's the, I guess it's the culture. Most part. That's what I tend to think.
2: <clears throat> When's the last time you had McDonald's?
0: Probably when I won the Olympia. <laughs> <Are> you serious? <laughs> that, that, that's my go-to meal after every Olympia.
2: Are you serious? It's been that long.
0: Yeah. And what do you uh, order? I can't stand it now. You 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 can't stand it. I can't. No. You don't like
2: the taste of it.
0: Uh. Uh-uh, uh-uh.
2: But the last time you had it was that long ago. So.
0: That long ago. Yeah. What did you order? Uh double quarter pounder with cheese. Yeah. This is this is my. Uh, <laughs> after a, a celebration meal, I have pizza already in the room because I've already had somebody to order it, and uh, I've always already ordered champagne nine times out of ten. Don't carry on. We'll eat pizza in the room for about an, an hour, hour and a half, and then we go to McDonald's and we'll have. Uh, Water pounder with cheese, a couple of them maybe. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Some chocolate chip cookies. And then um, after that. Go to strip club. <laughs> the whole family. The whole family. <laughs> the family. Yeah, that's Whoever's celebrating with me, that's where we're going. Every uh, how, how much would you
1: spend there? Oh, who cares? <laughs> who cares? Oh, you just lost track. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> I just won. <laughs> so, would the strippers recognize you as you walk in and be like, "Hey, that's you just won"? No, because
0: no. they they are. They, they, it, it's dark in there first yeah. of all you know and they have certain clients that they are uh, used to dealing with for, for yeah. the most, most of them are so no not really and they don't really how would they treat
1: that. you being like such a big guy walking in there did you get like special <sighs> treatment
0: he would or like what he would need
2: three. if, while it's, if, it's, a,
0: if it's a small one <laughs> he, uh, yeah I, I get real special treatment if it's a big one like the one in vegas uh they don't even know this me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Plus I had my whole family with me, my mom. Your mom why would you go with your mom? <laughs> <laughs> my 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 sisters. What? My aunt. It, yeah. Oh, my, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> why well, I, I can see your brother, but like
1: but why the whole family?
0: Why not just say like yeah, you family know that you know <laughs> uh wins together, hangs together. <laughs> would you buy them
2: like dances? Like your mom and your sister? (laughs) What are they coming with you for? Just to hang out? Just to hang out. They just hang out. (laughs) Wow. Is that not awkward to be with your mom? It's
1: like... I'd get awkward. I couldn't do it.
0: Oh, like, yeah. Uh, you ain't got a mom like mine. Dude. <laughs> 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 oh my my mom is known for partying every single night of the week. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you only then go to strip clubs once you win? Yeah. Okay, if you, so that's,
2: if you were to lose, would you not go to a strip club?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Because I, I think the year I lost, we still, we still went. Mm. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> go, sure did. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It's a routine, it it's a routine so we're doing it. It's the same routine. Win or lose.
2: I'm curious, because this may sound like a, an odd question, but I'm just so fascinated. When you're that ripped, that huge, that muscular, mm-hmm. do you think that you have more success with the ladies than somebody who's like ripped, but not like, I mean, like traps or like, you know, six inches off your shoulders, you know, like... No doubt, <laughs> you have more success when you're that.
0: <laughs> no doubt. Interesting. But I don't know. I, I wouldn't. These basketball players, they, I think they, they may have a have me beat, mm. and some maybe some of the football players too. Talk to some of those guys, uh, uh, they, they, they get a lot of attention too. Mm. Uh, so I think for the most part, I think. <clears throat> Sports where they can see your face, you mm-hmm. know, get most of the attention Because, you know, I, I don't know about the football players, but they wear their helmets and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's kind of hard. And, you know, to see, especially like a guy that's, you know, blocking, you know, for somebody. Yeah, Steve making the money and everything, but he doesn't have his face out there. because so yeah. he always has on that helmet. Now the guys catching the ball, you know, they soon they catch they take that helmet. Yeah. <laughs> they take their head over that helmet off. Yeah. <laughs> the guy running the ball in, yep, yeah, soon and of course the quarterback same. Those guys, you know, I think they they also yeah. real popular with the women.
1: Now, how would you balance everything you're doing with also like having a family, relationships? How do you find the time for all that? Uh well, Do you prioritize, like, one thing at a time or, like, one over another? Like, right now I got to work out. This is my priority. I yeah, focus I've on always
0: this. prioritized, prioritized yeah. you know, uh, work out. And uh, work came, came before anything. Yeah. Yeah. So there were times where, like, when I'm in camp getting ready for a show, they know not to even come by my house. First of all, I'm in a bad mood, always. <laughs> And I don't really know that I'm in a bad mood because it's normal for me to act act that a certain way, you know, because I'm so focused, you know, you kind of lose track of certain things. (laughs) And your attitude is one of them. And then uh, they already know, you know, that uh, when it's training camp comes, uh, I'm in training camp, there's no partying. There's no hanging out. There's no going to movies. There's no birthday parties. There's no nothing. Everything is uh, revolved around you know getting ready for the show, mm-hmm. for the most part. So. And how long would you be in that mindset for? I'll say three months. Okay. Sometimes four. I heard F-
1: Floyd Mayweather is the exact same way. Yeah. That before a fighter, when he's you training, have to be. he just zones in. You can't talk to him. No mm-hmm. one's around him. He is just in that zone 24-7.
0: Yep, 24-7. Don't go nowhere. Yeah. Don't really do too much or nothing, you know. And uh, that's just the way it is. Yeah.
2: And after your performances, let's say you win a Mr. Olympia, you said that you celebrate for a day. What's it look like <laughs> after that one night? Are you still going to continue it's eating for a little to business. bit? It's back, back to business. So you get one day off. It's one day to have one fun. One day
0: off. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call it a day off because yeah. you just won. You know, you were at least working earlier that day. You yeah. know? So it's, it's a few hours off. <laughs> and then it's back to business. Yeah. yeah.
1: How did having your first daughter change your outlook on life?
0: I was in college when that happened, yeah. and uh, really didn't give it a lot of thought, cause my mind was on, you know, making money and and building a career. Yeah. So it really wasn't a good thing for me. Sure. And uh, it was a bad thing for m- if, if you ask me, and if yeah. and, and if you ask her too, she'll tell you. Uh, how how uh uh I treat you, that particular person. And now, it's di- of course, it's different. You know, yeah. you know, once 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 you know, I've uh been successful. Yeah, it's it's a it's a lot different. Yeah, it does kind of like change you in a way. You know? But I've I've had uh after I won the Olympia, I think I had four girls like back to back yeah the first one was uh 11 i think then 13 14 15 yeah. <laughs> just that quick did you did
1: you ever look into this of why you would only have daughters is that just like a coin flip and it just happened to flip tails like multiple times in a row like what are the chances of that
0: no god has certain purposes for certain people in life <laughs> And mine was to populate the (laughs) earth with daughters only. There ain't no other... There's no debating it. Uh, Seven? Seven daughters? Eight. Eight. Yeah, it's easy to
1: remember.
2: Eight eight daughters, no sons? None. You'd think that you'd have just like an inordinate amount of like testosterone and like Y chromosomes or whatever. I was thinking that same
1: At number six, did you not go to the doctor and say like, hey, look... Or with six daughters in a
0: row What's going on here What's like, going it's on it has gotta be No because I yeah. always Thought it was gonna be A son You know yeah. Every time And until that last one I'm like okay It ain't gonna happen
1: Was there But was <laughs> there a desire To try for number nine And like hey nope, Maybe the ninth? My, my wife wasn't try. having it
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's like I'm getting this stuff Out of me So I don't <laughs> have any more, And she is That was number six for her. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You got to try again. Did you you keep trying because you
2: because you wanted to try to get a, a son eventually you're <laughs> like, eventually you think, like you were oh, at before and you're like alright we'll try one more we'll get a son and the daughter you're like okay we'll get one more son yeah daughter.
0: exactly every time you're like, <laughs> and you're like this is the one nope this is the one nope this is the one nope I'm like oh man they ain't gonna happen after that eight times <laughs> well, if, if you had a son was the goal for your son to kind
1: of like get into bodybuilding as well and like carry uh, your name not really like,
0: not really no. the goal is for just him to grow, a... grow up and you know be who whoever he wants to be you know just like me, you yeah. Know? I grew up and called my own destiny that you know God put me on. <laughs> yeah. For the most part, because the one I wanted that didn't happen. And I like to say I I always thought I was gonna be a professional football player because I had so much fun and, and enjoyed it so much, but uh, wasn't meant to be. Yeah, was not meant to be.
1: It's interesting, even with uh, Arnold's. I think he has two sons. Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. One, I think, is really into bodybuilding. The other's not. Yeah, exactly. And it's just kind of up to know. them. Yeah, it's just up to them how they want to pursue just whatever they want to do. I think life. that's the
0: best way to, to go through life. Yeah. Like kids, be who they want to be. Because like I said, you know, really not up to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's and
1: really not. How are you as a father? Did Do you ever meet the boyfriends as they, you know, brought them to you, and what was that like?
0: <laughs> I I try not to meet them. <laughs> really? I try not to meet them. Cause, uh, I don't want to be friends with, you know, and then uh, it don't work out. You know, yeah. got to meet mm-hmm. another one. It don't work out. Got to meet another one. uh no, I'll, I'll wait till you uh, get married, and then maybe you know. <laughs> you'll meet them after they get married. <laughs> then maybe. Yeah, then maybe, maybe you'll yeah, meet them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I I didn't really ha I hadn't had that uh, happen yet. Well, yeah. well, my two oldest daughters, yeah, they they both got married, and I I think one came to me and asked me, but the other one. Not so much, and so I didn't really care either way. <laughs> yeah. I ain't trying to meet, you know, this guy and that guy. Sure. I got better things to do with my time. <laughs> <laughs> I would just imagine it being so intimidating. Yeah. Boy, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> probably would be. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm really not too nice with people I don't really know that well. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're dating mother. My daughter, <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Especially when you dated my daughter. <laughs> oh gosh! So yeah. When you
2: went on Rogan, mm-hmm. he brought up stem cells to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm curious because I never got to hear about a follow up because he wanted to refer you to his friend Dr. Riordan or Riordan or something like that. Uh-huh. Was was there any follow through with that? Did any stem cell?
0: Work? No, no, I, I I I can't remember. It's been so long now that I don't know if I was already doing it or not, but uh, I know for the last, at least the last two years, uh, almost two years, that I've been getting stem cells, Mm -hmm. and it's been the best thing that has ever happened to me in my life. Really? Yeah, but you got to go out of this country to do it, because they don't really allow the real stem cells that come from the placenta, you know? Yeah. Yeah they don't they don't allow that here in the United States because politics for the most part, you know, hmm. pain uh people would lose too much money cuz for the most part it wipes it wipes out the pain that I, I I I go through. Is that just temporary? It's for regenerative too. Well, I'll say it is regenerative cuz I I go like every four months. Yeah. Where do you go? Uh, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico.
2: Really? I was just there.
0: Uh, yeah, and uh, I'll be in so much pain, like nights and nights in a row that I can't, you know, it'll wake me up and sometimes I can't sleep. I'm in so much mm-hmm. pain because I have a herniated disc in yeah. my upper back still and uh, some other pain areas too. As soon as I get the stem cell uh, injection, they Completely goes away in like maybe four or five days. Four. Completely. I, I go uh, from not being able to sleep to sleeping like a baby.
2: So, okay. I What exactly is stem cells? Like, like they go and do they just take some of the placenta juice or whatever yeah. it is and then just inject it into you? Mm-hmm. And that's it?
1: That's it. So my understanding is that what they are, they're like blank cells. They yeah. can transform to oh. anything they, anything you surround themselves with, they'll turn into that. So if you inject them in your leg, they'll turn into, you know, leg cells. Your so they inject it into your back.
0: back. Yeah, they can. That, the first time I had it done, that's the way they did it. Now they just do it IV, and it, I guess it, it goes throughout the whole entire body. Wow.
2: What would happen if, so I don't have any like, like, injuries or ailments or anything like that if a normal healthy person started taking stem cells would i would it be like a steroid of sorts would it make me really strong or something like that
0: i don't think do anything because it wouldn't have no purpose huh you know you you gotta have a reason to to have them you know it's it's like treating something that's not there for the most part you know on a healthy person so for you is that just to keep keep it like
1: a baseline or is this for like recovery in terms of stem cells it's
0: for me it's to keep the pain away okay. and hopefully you know recovery you know also i have a lot of numbness in my feet and in my legs but uh a lot of it has gone away and that was in my legs now it's if i can get to go down to my feet. It's like the more injection I get, the better everything else gets. The numbness and everything mm-hmm. gets, too. And how, how much is it? Yeah, it's hey, just about that's that's that. as
2: expensive as a stem cell.
0: Um, I happen to be lucky, so so I don't pay. It's free? <laughs> oh, that would make sense. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how much would it be? I, do, do, uh, like, I think he told me. What did he tell me? Now I got to think. Because I've never had to pay, so... I think he said it's about 2800 per injection
2: time you go and you yeah. get an injection.
1: Yeah. In the United States though, I think it was either Rogan or you mentioned this about it being like $20,000 in the United States if you want it, and it's
0: not as good. Yeah. I've, I've I've never tried it in the United States cuz like I said they, they don't really offer it. Yeah. They'll tell you it's some kind of stem cell but it's not the Real one from the placenta. Yeah, you know? I don't know where that stem cells coming from. <laughs> <laughs> it's better not to ask. I just know. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't work that good. Cause I also, I remember having it done once and nothing. You know, I didn't, I didn't notice anything. Yeah. No relief whatsoever. So I'm curious,
1: what else are you doing in addition to stem cells right now? Uh, just in terms what? of recovery, body health
0: the stem cells is taking care of everything really fixing everything so i don't have to do anything else yeah. uh besides that really no more surgeries or anything else you know i was going to have another surgery on my mid back with that where the herniated disc was yeah. but the uh, stem cells kind of almost healed it really so i don't i don't need that surgery anymore wow. the pain is much gone, I mean it was real bad at one time, it was the worst one of the worst pains ever that I can remember yeah. you know, over the years i've uh had you know uh surgeries for uh, the honey this I've had like three or four uh like my whole neck whole back for the most part. But uh, this time, the stem cells heal the herniated disc, and uh, there's no pain. And if there is, you know, like I say, I always go and do the stem cell treatment, and it takes it away, yeah, completely away.
2: All of these injuries that your body has incurred, um, is that a just a... Objective byproduct of being that high level of performer and bodybuilding, like it's just going to happen.
0: Um, I don't, I don't know, because uh, I, I never really injured myself in the gym that I can recall. I remember <clears throat> when I was playing football in college, I, I hurt my back real, real bad, and uh, I would. I started going to the chiropractor, and uh, it started getting getting better and better every time I went. So, I, I did chiropractic my whole college career, and then when I got out of college, I continued to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, only t- I can remember injuring my back once uh, in the gym. But uh, I, I think I herniated a disc a uh, long time ago, and uh, it was around 1996, I think. You know, I kind of like kept going to the chiropractor, you know. And most part, it, it, at least for me, it pretty much fixed it. It healed it and didn't have any problems with it. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, once I stopped doing bodybuilding and stopped going to chiropractic, I started having problems with my back. And uh, that's when I had to have this first surgery.
2: Was there a specific turning point or something that happened that kind of bound you to having a bunch of surgeries later in life? Like, was it the first herniated disc or was it a specific surgery surgery you went undertook. It,
0: it was the first surgery. The
2: first surgery you think is where you maybe went wrong.
0: Well, I went wrong. Yeah.
2: So what happened there?
0: Well, for some reason or another, you know, my, the other discs kind of like were affected from that first surgery. It's like <clears throat> you have a, a, a bunch of cans stacked on top of each other and you take one out the and the, uh, the other ones just fall. So I, I think because I operated on that one disc, it kind of messed up the other ones. That's the only thing I could, I could see that happen because like I said, uh, it was never like I was in the gym working out and all of a sudden I felt the pain or something. It was just, that one surgery caused the other discs of mine to herniate. That's the only thing I can, that's the only solution I can come you, up with. Do you
1: think that maybe your pain tolerance is so high that when something is wrong, it doesn't quite register with you and you're yeah, like, now yeah, i no, I'll keep working out. Yep.
0: i keep yep. pushing. Because I remember when I herniated, I uh, did uh, this one time I was working out, just kept working out, yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, I stop and uh, don't do anything, and the pain comes, you know, and by that time, it's too late because, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've already injured myself and kept working out because, you know, like you said, the high pain tolerance that yeah. I have. And um, just made it worse by continuing, to, you know, to do what I was doing.
2: What was that workout that you were doing that herniated that first disc?
0: I think it, it, it was squatting. Because I, I remember, like it was yesterday, I was squatting like 600. And, you know, I, I do, do that all the time. <laughs> just <laughs> another of day. Fact, I do like 12 or 15 reps. <laughs> this day I was coming from rep number eight and I heard a loud bang. It's loud it was so loud it kind of hurt my ear <laughs> and i remember like what was that i turned around actually first i dumped away i like you know <clears throat> we always like slap, slap each other to uh get each other fired up when we get ready to do something real heavy and i thought the guy had hit me you know that was spot me i'm like did you hit me He's like no man i didn't touch you <laughs> i'm like what was that loud noise He's like i don't know but i heard it too well with me you know on to the next <laughs> exercise and that's what i did i went on to the next exercise finished the workout got home and i was on my way to work and i'm like man i'm, I'm i think i'm still in pain from working out but I, I, you know, you know I'm, I'm always sometimes always in pain after doing certain types of workout like legs uh I'll always be in pain for, like, <clears throat> an hour, two hours, something like that, an and then it'll go away. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, it's not a major yeah. pain. But what kind <laughs> of pain? Is like, it
2: a soreness or is like it, like, a an actual, actual pain? Like, pain, pain. Kind of like
0: a, more like a soreness type of a pain, you know, and it kind of, like, wears off after a while. Well, oh this day, it, it didn't wear off. And I'm like, something's wrong. Now, instead of going to work, I'm like, I think I better, I think I better go to the hospital. <laughs> and that's what it was. It was a herniated disc. Something was wrong. <laughs> and and when you were doing that squat,
2: do you remember if, like, your form slipped mm. for a second or if it was mm. just complete chance that you were going down, your form was perfectly fine, something went awry, and the mm. disc herniated?
0: I, it was it, same form I always use. Uh, I don't know. Only thing I could, only thing I could think of is <clears throat> I uh, did the Olympia, and uh, I think I took off a week because uh, I was I was out of town, you know, doing stuff, and didn't get a chance to go to the gym, and and because I missed that week, it caused my body to get a little weaker because you know i like i say I, I do six hundred all the time for fifteen reps, like it ain't like it ain't nothing, but this particular day, I think because I missed that week, it kind of decreased my strength a little bit uh, but throughout the rhythm of something, I don't know what it was. All I know is coming up on rep number eight, I heard a loud bang. <laughs> And uh, that was it. That was the 180 days. How much time are you spending today running
1: your businesses? Like, what's an average day look like for you?
0: Um, i spend probably as much time as I possibly can after I work out. <laughs> and uh, I would say probably five, six hours maybe, somewhere in there. Yeah.
1: And you're making a gym right now? Is it a destination
0: gym? Uh, uh, Well, see, I had a gym uh, in my old house. Yeah. And uh, somebody offered me some new equipment. (laughs) And uh, that's part of this new endorsement I'm doing now. And now I'm going to build a new gym in this new house that... uh, I'm about to you know well I've already moved into it, but I'm going to build this new gym yeah. real soon, you know when I get around to it, and hopefully that's as soon as possible
1: <laughs> so when did you buy this house why did you why did you move what What about this new house was uh
0: well, I was in the house i was in uh kinda outgrew the family <laughs> sure the girls are uh, getting on up there in age, you know and uh, you know, how girls are. They got to have their own space. You know, you can't cram them all in the same room yeah. <laughs> like they were. Now they want their own room. So now we got uh, bedrooms and showers for all the girls. How big is the <laughs> house? Got their own. It's, it's twice the size. But the house I was living in was a little over 3,000. The new house is almost... Six thousand and a little six thousand, okay. something like that. That's great. So it's, it's twice the house. You got to do a <laughs> you
1: got to do a house tour, and I and, think that and, and, would be great. And, yeah. and
0: yeah. Uh, pool and you know jacuzzi and all that stuff too. Where the new house didn't, the old house didn't have all that. Yeah, How- and and uh, and more land because my you know my old house. I don't think I had nowhere near what I have now. I almost have an acre, <clears throat> where my old house uh, I didn't even have close to uh, a third of an acre mm. fourth of an acre <laughs> it was pretty small especially after I built the gym you know but when I moved in first moved in the house there, there there was no gym there or nothing so I had a lot more land yeah but once I built that gym that uh, took all the room that was, you know, there. Yeah. <laughs> so there was no hardly, no room whatsoever out there in the backyard. And it's a little bit in front, but nothing in the back.
2: How often do you relax or just take time for yourself and not do anything that either is productive or making money or like bring value to you monetarily in some way?
0: Yeah, I try to at least once a year go on a vacation. And that vacation stands around cruise. And I started that in 1999. I took my first cruise.
2: Where do you cruise to usually? Caribbean,
0: uh, Mexico.
2: And on these cruises, are you you you're not working at all? You're kind of just taking it easy, lounging by the pool, getting some drinks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not a whole lot of work. I still have to, you know, check email and all that kind of stuff, and keep up with. It everything that's going on business-wise.
2: And you look forward to that cruise every year? I look forward to that cruise every year. (laughs) And how long long is the cruise?
0: Uh, uh, It's a seven, eight-day cruise. Okay. Is it like a Royal Caribbean? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. we've been uh, doing Carnival. Carnival cruise. Of course, I've been on Royal Caribbean and a couple other ones, too, but lately it's been Carnival, and uh, you know, actually, the whole family pretty much goes uh, when they can, but when we go it's, it it's just it's never just me and the fam me and my family, it's me and the whole family. Mm. My brothers and sisters and you know, nieces, nephews also go.
2: I mean, I'm sure you're at the point now where you can step back from the business just
0: a little bit and maybe take yeah. two of
2: those cruises per year. Yeah. Even three maybe.
0: Well, you know, we do like go to like uh see, yeah, we got SeaWorld. We'll go maybe twice a year. So we'll do SeaWorld. That's only, you know, like three, four days here and there. And then the, and, and, and the cruise. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little bit more time. <laughs> <Yeah>. Now, <clears throat>
2: how often, not to just change the conversation entirely, is uh, body dysmorphia amongst bodybuilders? Is it pretty much every single one of them to some extent? has a level of body dysmorphia and dissatisfaction with where they're at?
0: I would say so, for sure.
1: <laughs> I would say so, for sure. Do you think it's changing right now with social media and Instagram that it's, that it's worse today than it was back when you were doing it?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's changing for sure because of social media. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot worse <laughs> now right. than, you know, when I was doing it. Because uh, there's... So much more criticism. <laughs> criticism. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. true. I didn't think
1: about that. So like you yeah, post a picture true. online and you that's have thousands good.
0: of people nitpicking. Yeah, and that probably so fuels many, it so yeah, much. So Gosh. Many yeah. people can criticize you. It, was, so it reminds me of the guy. Uh,
1: this is recently. Was it Madison Beer posted a picture on Instagram and some guy said. Uh, you're looking a little fat today. I think wow. you should lose some weight. And she commented back on him and she said, I wouldn't touch you with a 10 foot pole. And then he went off. He sent her a long DM about how he was trying to be helpful and how she would, he's trying to like help her look more attractive. But <laughs> she, posted this she posted the screenshot. She posted the screenshot, and this guy got torn to shreds. Um, But I didn't think about like how you're opening yourself up to criticism of the entire world. All it takes is one person, just Mm -hmm. like a bum at home doing nothing with their life to comment. Oh, I don't like this about it. Yeah,
0: Exactly. And it's a lot of that out there. A whole lot. Whereas, like I said, in my day, there was none of that. None whatsoever.
1: So how has social media changed the bodybuilding industry do you think
0: it's allowed us to make a lot more money yeah. <laughs> in more ways than one so many different ways you're doing a great job i think collaborating with a lot of people right now yeah yeah uh, i'm doing pretty good <laughs> i hear you have something coming up with arnold yeah uh-huh yeah we'll be doing one with him in the morning we got this this workout so i think it be the first time uh See, a guy from my era and a guy from his era has ever done something like this. Because, so, you know, Arnold won seven Olympias, and I won eight. So it it's, it can only be done by, uh, you know, a few guys yeah. anyway. <laughs>
1: so what's so what's the video? You guys just working out together?
0: Yeah, yeah pretty much for the most part. Because Arnold, I think he works out every single day just like yeah. me. Uh, I, know, I work out six days a week still, you know. And I think he, he's still doing the same thing too. Where's, he's you know, a little bit older than me though. Yeah.
1: Where's that going to be posted?
0: Probably have it on YouTube, you know, yeah. other places. I would lose other, it. I would lose it to be in that room everywhere. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, just don't be a fly on the wall and just watch. Is like Arnold Schwarzenegger's
1: working out. I would lose <laughs> See, it, man. Do you know what yeah. the workout is?
0: Quite sure we'll come up with something pretty entertaining. Something entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, between, you know, my. Um, eight Olympias and his seven Olympias We we will be able to come up with something. You're gonna rub that in his face that you have one on him. Every chance I get, <laughs> yeah, that hey Arnold, I'm a little better here. <laughs> Every chance I get, yeah, of course. <laughs> Gotta get him on something because he must have got me everywhere else. <laughs> and how do you feel
1: like social media has helped your overall businesses? Because it seems like right now this feeling a lot of the growth, especially for supplements, yeah, cameos majorly in a major
0: way yeah it's allowed us to for sure the business to grow and just about everything else too you know yeah after that you know like i said there's so many avenues now you know so many social media sites they get out there now so so many ways to get you know the word out to People in the masses of people that's on there too. You know, there's so many people on there, and some of these people have what two hundred million followers, a hundred million followers, stuff like that. So it goes to show you how many people really into it.
2: Alongside your incredible level of focus and pain tolerance, Mm -hmm. and um, I would just say just intensity, (laughs) I'm also noticing a consistent level of optimism and positivity even in the face of extremely tough and challenging circumstances. Yep. <laughs> Is this also something that you feel like you were just born with? Do you think that it's yep. provided to you through faith? Do you think that it's something that you could have learned from overcoming this adversity? Yep. Over and I, over and I, over I, again to keep you this I, optimistic?
0: I think because I've overcome so much adversity, and they almost stick to you that I've been on here on this planet, that... That uh, I'm able to overcome that much more as long as I'm here on this planet because of the the fight in me. They say it's not the size of the dog in the fight, but the size of the fight in the dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I and I, like I got that. quite a bit in me. <laughs> what? You have yeah. to, in order to you know be successful. In these days and time, What else do you want to accomplish? Oh, to, to be honest with you, I, I've always said as long as we are here, we're here for a reason. And uh, whatever that reason may be, we're going to figure it out, and we're going to accomplish it. And uh, I'm just waiting, you know, on what it is The reason why I'm still here, and I think for the most part, the reason that I'm still here is because, you know, right now I have a family, you know, I have to look out for and take care of. So right now, everything is all about, uh, uh, revolves around them, you know, taking care of them and teaching them that, you know, (laughs) life is not going to be easy and nothing's going to be given to you. Like I say, anything that you're going to get out of life, you're going to have to work hard. But with that hard work and dedication, there are some great rewards uh, to come from it. Yeah, You were told you were too big for Mr. Olympia. No, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I did. I was told that one year. Why, who told you that? One of the judges. The judge said the, you were the, the too big. The one time I listened to a judge, and I am like, okay, I'll never do that again. Because the next year I came in, they said I was too small. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, I'm going to just start taking my own advice like I've always done and do what I want to do. And that's when I came in the heaviest ever at almost 300 pounds on stage. How
2: are you too big to win because isn't it like size of the muscles I think it's proportion?
0: Well, I think yeah, proportion it's, it's by shape and symmetry and condition. I guess I didn't have enough condition at the size I was.
2: Oh, so like like less body fat percentage? Water. Oh, water.
1: Yeah. I hear it's pretty crazy leading up to uh, the twenty-four hours before. The judges.
0: Pretty
1: crazy. Uh, Isn't it like you have to dehydrate a certain amount to show the muscles? Yeah, yeah. How do you learn how to do that?
0: You have to put your faith in God. (laughs) For the most part, because it's extremely hard to do. It is extremely hard. And you can only do it for a certain amount of time. Uh, Maybe the most you could probably do that is probably like, Three hours, four hours at a time, maybe at at the most. But after that, you're seriously putting the heart in danger of sure. collapsing, and that's happened a lot lately. What percentage of
2: having an elite um, bodybuilding physique is lifting versus nutrition versus like stretching versus like water intake? Like, if you were to make a pie, mm-hmm. like, what would the slices look like with all of the different equations that fall into having an elite uh, bodybuilding
0: physique? 60% is from the food, 30% is from the workout. And the rest is everything else combined sleep in there, sleep and, and all that water kind of stuff. And stuff yeah. Like that. Yeah. Stretching. Because I used to think, you know, if I'm in the gym working out and lifting as heavy as I possibly can with doing a certain number of reps while I'm doing it, that I would get big. I, I thought that would be it. But come to find out that size com- comes from eating. Mm-hmm. And I learned that the hard way when I had to kind of like stuff myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it was real hard to do at first. And my body kind of adjusted and I got used to it.
2: Was there ever a period of time where the eating and the nutrition was harder than the working out? Yeah.
0: It was that, harder. That, yeah, yeah. That, but, that, that was the time that was harder than the working out. When I had to eat all that food, like when I went from 10 ounces or 12 ounces to 16 ounces, that's that's when it was harder than working out and everything else. How do you? How did your stomach
2: expand exactly. so quickly? It to to, to it, not like no, wanting no, to throw it, up or it, it, something. it like didn't that.
0: expand quickly. It took a long time for me to do that. It took probably about two, two or three months for my stomach to I get to expand or whatever to get used to that.
2: There comes a certain point if I'm eating, let's say I go to like all you can eat sushi in Vegas, right? <laughs> I love that. Like I'm going there and I always I've end been up in the middle of those. Yeah, so I, I end up ordering more than I can eat obviously, and I'm pushing myself because I don't want to get charged for the extra sushi. Yeah. I'm pushing myself to eat the sushi and it's to a point where like I'm like if I have another piece I'm going to throw up. And I I don't know what happens if I push through that wall because I never have. I usually try to get someone else to eat it. What is it like 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 do you ever like throw up from eating so much food? Or no, does it, Your body right. can do I, it. I've never. It can, up from it. Yeah, okay. it can always do it.
0: Yeah, it can always do it. Yeah, because I ain't gonna lie to you. When <laughs> when I was in college, they used to have these "all you can eat" places. It was like a dollar. <laughs> they hate it when you come in. Oh, yeah, um, they, they lose yeah, money. They get, that. <laughs> <laughs> like now we can't serve you. <laughs> it was a dollar all you can eat pizza, and man, I would eat so much. It's a good deal. Yeah, and I, and I'd be stuffed, and I'm like, man, I got, I got, I can eat some more because I'm, you, you know. All I gotta do is go in the bathroom, and uh, do some push-ups, some no. sit-ups, and I can eat some more. Some sit-ups on a full well, stomach, just, you know, just, on the floor just, of a bathroom. Just yeah. <laughs> dirty. I, I did that. You did that. I did that to get in more pizza. Get in more pizza.
1: Just because you had to eat more for the because I together? wanted to eat more. You <laughs> wanted to eat more. That's <laughs> yeah, a want, not I'm a need. I'm gonna get my dollars worth. <laughs> <laughs> dollar, literally a dollars worth. <laughs> What do you think because about? Was tough what do you think about Liver King's diet of eating just like raw
0: meat? I, I, I still find that hard to believe. You don't believe that he eats only that? Uh, um, I don't. I, no. Really? Uh, I, I I I didn't think that was possible.
2: So what do you, you? What What is he missing in his diet? Some I don't herbs, know what maybe? he's missing.
0: I don't know how he can do it. You know? I know I could never do it. I don't think I could do it if my life was on the line. So
1: he had his chef prepare us meat, and he, I asked, I said, how fresh is this? He says, well, this morning the meat was alive. <laughs> and we're, like, doing a podcast in the evening, and that morning, just knowing that that animal was, was living this morning, and now it's not, just tripped me out, but he had us uh, eating no every bit <laughs> of the animal, from we the heart to the
2: kidney,
0: kidney testicles. Lip. Oh, no, I, I couldn't do it. Honestly, it was hard for me to eat vegetables, it yeah. it
2: really wasn't that bad. It kind of tastes like sushi, but a little bit worse.
0: Oh no! It was the, it was salty. The thought of would, would make me kind of throw up. Interesting.
2: And it almost made me. throw up. The bone marrow yeah. was really gross. That one, and also uh, the the uh, the kidneys no they filter. No way, you know everything possible. So. I could do it.
0: None. No way. I, I don't. I. I'm. Don't, I, I'm still shocked and amazed when I see that. What, and what, I've seen him do it. a Like you know, I've seen them do it many times, and I I still don't get it. Do you have any advice for any young, aspiring
1: bodybuilders or people that want to get in shape? Maybe they don't quite have the motivation that you do to get in the gym consistently. What do you recommend to those people? Well, I
0: mean, there's no other way to get in shape besides, uh, you know, going to the gym and eating uh, a real healthy diet. But uh, the best advice I give somebody is what I've learned, you know that uh bodybuilding is all about knowledge and the more you have the better off you're gonna be. So I try to tell somebody each and every bodybuilder that comes up to me and asks me how do I become better and <clears throat> how do I get to you know to where you are? Well I learned from experience, you know uh I didn't know anything at all about bodybuilding when I got into it, mm-hmm. nothing. Didn't know how to diet, pose, or nothing. But people taught me this stuff. So I just tell people find somebody who's very knowledgeable and who have proved it. You know, they have proved it. You know, they have. You know, these certain champions that that you know they can show you that they've given these people these. Dice and, and, and they've gone on and become champions from what they've uh, taught them. Yeah, Find somebody like that, and, and that's how you become a champion.
2: What is the most amount of pain that you've ever felt? Was it maybe like a pinched nerve from a herniated disc? Was it maybe a specific lift where you pushed yourself extremely Man. hard? That's, or that's was it working like in the, the cotton thing, p- picking out the... The Plants that
0: that wasn't pain, that was, I mean, it was probably that mental was, anguish, yeah. That was mental anguish more than yeah. anything. But pain man, that's kind of hard to say because I remember when I broke my toe. <laughs> oh no, man, that was an <laughs> archaic. Did, did you drop a weight on your toe? Stepped on pounds. a Lego, you dropped pounds. a 200 pound weight on your toe. Some uh, guy that was lifting it did, and that was painful. That was How does it not crush your toe? Yeah, exactly. I feel like yeah. It would exactly. just be decimated. You think, but it didn't. You know, it broke it and that was about it. But that was a lot of pain to go through. I I did that twice. Broke both it t- of them.
2: How heavy were the weights?
0: One was 25 pounds broke it and dropped it from the floor. Well, when we dropped a 200 pound dumbbell, it was about from right here. Oh, it, wasn't, wow. it, wasn't, it wasn't from up here Yeah. You know, what like the 25 pound wow. was. But uh, th- those were pretty painful. That's the, the most pain, you know. I remember when I herniated my disc. I mean, I, it wasn't that painful. Mm. And you know, it, it made a lot of noise because uh, I remember that, but I don't remember a lot of pain. Like, when they dropped that 200-pound dumbbell on my toe, it was painful as hell. And it hurt like hell. Both times. Two of the most painful things that I've gone through. Did you complete the workout? Both times. (laughs) No. You did?
2: Are you
3: kidding (laughs) me? Just
0: kept going. Even with a broken toe. Uh, Uh-huh. The next day, I went and uh, did squats. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You did. Did squats. (laughs) Leg press and everything. Leg I, I did press. A leg, yeah. Yep, yeah, sure did. <laughs> how do you
1: how do you not get sick?
0: Like get a cold or like the flu or like something? F- high pain tolerance. Do
1: you do you feel sick but just go anyway? Like just push through it or do you just not get sick?
0: I've been sick um, two or three times in my life. If I can recall. And they must uh, have been pretty bad though. Yeah, yeah. They were pretty bad. <laughs> One time was the time I moved into my new house, my first new house. I remember throwing up that time. And another time I was in the eighth grade, I remember throwing up that time. And those were only two times. Oh, one time I was on the airplane, and I threw up. Oh, only three times That's in my life that it? I can remember throwing up. Yeah.
2: Do you just have like the perfect genetics? It like, sounds like, like a God tier yeah. genetics? <laughs> like, how are your children? As, Do they close not get to
0: sick? A, no they no 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 they get sick all the time they get sick so it's your (laughs) one-off yeah 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 I, i like phenomenon that it only happens to every now and then I feel like someone should study you from like the discipline, yeah, they the genetics, to, pull to not of get sick. Stem cells from you and like injecting Yeah, You,
2: you got to be the one donating stem cells, man. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So you've never like done stem cells? You've never tried to give away stem cells, or done like genetic makeup research, or something like that?
0: Not that I can recall, right away. I mean. Yeah, yeah I'm just
3: gonna
1: real quick. a couple years ago, we actually did do a genetic makeup on Ronnie, and he has been he came back on the test as being under the one percentile of genetic
2: makeup, so his body will regenerate the, the cells uh faster than a normal person, he doesn't get sore after working out in the gym, so it's kind of like he's a one off of the population, so it's yeah. kind of crazy, but a, so had a that's why
0: you are actually a, a Anomaly. Yeah, something like that. Cause I don't He's a so well, yeah. yeah, I think you were
1: really born to <laughs> yeah.
0: do bodybuilding. Yeah, I mean, I in going, every capacity. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, touched by God to be one of the greatest bodybuilders on the planet. And then I heard sure. you're also <laughs> opening
1: up another gym.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, what we're going to do is uh, we got all this equipment from Panada, so we're going to open up our office gym to Anybody in the public that wants to come and work out there cool. and uh f- most certainly we're going to allow the Olympia competitors uh, for us to be the home gym for them to work out while they're in town. And where is that going to be? Is that Texas? Orlando f- Orlando? Yeah, well, I guess you can call it Lake Mary, <laughs> okay, which is <laughs> pretty close to Orlando. you All have Atlanta an idea it's when gonna it's going to be open? We're trying to do it right before the Olympia happens. So, over around. September, somewhere October. And, and
1: we got an invite to that, right? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. All right, if All we're right, in Orlando, Graham, yeah, we got to yeah, check it's that it's out. It's free, right? As long as, as you're part free. of the general public, yeah. All right. Okay go for free, then I'm in.
2: <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, thank you <laughs> thank so you, much yeah, for coming on the an Ice an Coffee hour. hour.
0: This is honestly it just It was my pleasure. I had fun. Really? You're so <laughs> generous with your time, too,
2: which is very sweet.
0: But time flies when you're having fun. It really does. I really don't know. It seems like we've been doing this for like 30 minutes, maybe. I know. But I, I think we've been a little bit longer. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much, you. man. It's this means the world to us that you would come like on say, and like share say, your story. It was my pleasure. I'd like to say I had a lot of fun doing this. Cool. Oh,
1: if you can, just look into that camera and remind everyone to hit the like button and subscribe.
0: Everybody out there, remember, hit the like button and subscribe. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Lightweight. Lightweight. <laughs> you ain't nothing but a peanut. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
2: you guys oh, so much for watching. means a lot. And uh, until next time. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, I
3: love Thumbnail that. Down. Oh, yeah. Sorry, if you could... S-